is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Well, you're in the right place, folks. I am Mark Levin. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. I'll tell you what's going on. We'll unravel some of it. Very, very fascinating today. You probably heard some of this, but you haven't heard my take. Washington Compost, Inspector General of the Department of Justice, referred its finding that former FBI Deputy Director Andrew McCabe repeatedly misled investigators who were examining a media disclosure to the top federal prosecutor in D.C. That's the U.S. Attorney to determine whether McCabe should be charged with a crime. The referral to the D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office occurred some time ago after the Inspector General concluded McCabe had lied to investigators or his own boss, then FBI Director James Comey, on four occasions, three of them under oath. Now, what's all this mean? Well... James Comey, who I said the other day, was morphing into... Stormy Daniels, James Comey will now be a witness if charges are brought by the U.S. Attorney's Office because Mr. McCabe has said on more than one occasion, and so of his lawyers, that he leaked and Comey knew about it, and he leaked at the direction of Comey even. Uh, Comey has denied it. McCabe insists on it. So... When I was watching Comey on TV briefly today, and he was confronted with this reality that McCabe is now part of a referral for potential criminal prosecution in the U.S. Attorney's Office in Washington, D.C., the very translucent Comey became even more translucent. In other words, he understood what that meant for him, which is that he may be a witness. Now, Comey made me a witness in a lot of things. Because so much of this corruption, so much of the leaking, the politicization, the espionage, occurred on his watch. It occurred on his watch. He should be the subject of a special counsel investigation, not the president. And then, then we heard today that the Justice Department watchdog, the Inspector General, is due to put out another report soon on the Clinton-related FBI leaks. And this is from Reuters today. A long-awaited U.S. Justice Department internal watchdog report on former FBI Chief Jane Comey's public disclosures on Hillary Clinton's use of private email server while Secretary of State and whether FBI employees leaked information to try and hurt her 2016 presidential bid is expected to be issued next month. The report from Michael Horowitz, the department's inspector general, arises from an investigation he launched about a week before Republican President Donald Trump, who defeated Clinton, obviously took office in 2017, January. In a letter last week to Republican Representative Trey Gowdy, chairman of the House 
of Representatives Oversight and Government Reform Committee, Horowitz said his office was working diligently to complete the report and expected to release it in May. Now, by my calculation, today's April 19th, so this can be released in less than two weeks or so. In less than two weeks or so. And Comey's out there. Comey's like a bad rash. You know that? He's like poison ivy. Just have trouble getting rid of him. And more and more it's becoming apparent, isn't it, that Donald Trump's firing of Jim Comey was the right thing to do. It was the right thing to do. The guy is an intellectual and moral fraud. And a drama queen on top of everything else. Now Comey's friend, a guy by the name of Benjamin Witz, editor-in-chief of Lawfare, a website. He used to work over there at the Wall Street, excuse me, the Washington Post editorial page. He's a big Comey guy. He was a journalist. Big Comey guy. And Fox News reports, a good friend of former FBI Director James Comey said he's very much looking forward to what the upcoming Justice Department Inspector General report says on the Clinton email investigation. Because he wants to see what it has to say about former Attorney General Loretta Lynch. The rats are jumping the ship. You see, McCabe is pointing to Comey in one matter, and Comey's pointing to Loretta Lynch in another matter. The Hillary Clinton investigation. Witt's editor-in-chief of Lawfare wrote a lengthy piece, backstory of Comey's new tell-all memoir, while he said Comey isn't without blame for how he handled the FBI's investigation into former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton's unauthorized private email server, he said the consideration of other decision makers, particularly Lynch, paint a full picture for those people who believe the probe was a train wreck that cost Clinton the 2016 presidential election. So, to recap, there's a lot here, a lot of corruption going on out there. McCabe is a liar. He's a serial liar. He's a liar under oath, and he's a liar when he's not under oath. And he was caught. The number two FBI director, deputy FBI director, he was caught. His defense in part is, Comey made me do it. Comey, who's corrupt and obstructed the Hillary Clinton investigation, and then protected Hillary Clinton from prosecutors, Comey says Loretta Lynch made me do it. Meanwhile, we have a special counsel who's investigating the president, Trump world. Not investigating McCabe, not investigating Comey, not investigating Loretta Lynch. And so far, the inspector general of the United States Department of Justice who is not conducting criminal investigations because he doesn't have the authority to do so, nor the power, is getting more information about who did what than the special counsel Mueller, who has all these powers that the inspector general internally at the Department of Justice does not. You want to know why? Because Mueller has no interest in Loretta Lynch and James Comey and Andrew McCabe. He has no interest. And Hillary Clinton, the DNC, Fusion GPS, he has no interest in the collusion 
of the Hillary campaign and the Democrat Party with the Russians. None. None. So now their fingers are starting to itch as they point to each other. I'm not done. GOP representatives refer Comey, Clinton, McCabe for criminal investigation. Nearly a dozen Republican members of Congress on Wednesday, reports Fox, as do other news outlets, sent a criminal referral to the Department of Justice and FBI, seeking an investigation of former Bureau boss James Comey as Deputy Andrew McCabe, ex-Attorney General Loretta Lynch. Well, there's the three stooges right there. And Hillary Clinton in connection with the 2016 campaign controversies. And this is led by a great lawmaker who's going to be on the program later today, Ron DeSantis. Solid conservative, Republican in the House. Now, when is the Hillary Clinton shoe going to drop? She is the most guilty party. She committed more felonies than anybody involved in any of this. Than anybody involved in any of this. I keep saying, and as I just said a few days ago, the fact is, Comey covered for Hillary Clinton. He protected Hillary Clinton. And now we know his family's full of libs. His wife has a lib. His kids are libs. They're busy marching after President of the United States is inaugurated. And Comey's a lib too. And he's a Republican. So what? So what? And so, Hillary Clinton committed multiple felonies under the Espionage Act. We all know it. You can read it yourself. 18 United States Code, Section 783. You know it off the top of your head. Off the top of your head. Classified information slapped all over the place. And her lawyers make Michael Cohen look like, uh, what? Brandeis. Frankfurter, Scalia, her lawyers were all over the emails. Eh, This one's in, this one's out. Tens of thousands of them disappear because they decided they're not relevant. There was no taint unit there. None. They made these decisions and that was perfectly fine by Mr. Comey. Nobody woke up any of those lawyers in the middle of the night or the early mornings to search their files and take their attorney-client information. Not one damn one of them. And Hillary Clinton. Oh, my goodness, all this talk. Well, Trump talked to the prosecutors. Well, they're negotiating it. They're working it out. Do you remember any of that talk when it came to Hillary Clinton? No. Quietly, secretly, she was snuck in over the weekend. For two hours, they talked to her. No transcription, no recording, nothing. She wasn't placed under oath. She spoke, and within 72 hours, the drama queen, the drama queen, Jim Comey's out there with his speech, and the idiot Democrats thinks they hurt, he hurt her. Hurt her? He protected her from being indicted. You remember that. He lays out the case. We go, oh, my Lord, she's going to be indicted. And then he says, but even though the statute says gross negligence in the handling of this material, I have deigned by FBI fiat that that can't be the case. 
statute's too old. It has to be specific intent. You mean specific intent that she leaked classified information? Yes. Well, how stupid is that? Of course, I've made the, the point in a footnote to you verbally that she had specific intent when it came to the server not to use an official, protected, secure server. She used a personal server knowing damn well she'd be getting classified information and sending it to Secretary of State. But the legal genius Comey, no matter. Now you see, as he does these, these appearances, and I think he's going to wind up at the Stormy Daniels strip club soon. I really do. Looks like Comey will do anything for a buck. But you see at these appearances, when you watch Comey, listen to Comey, what a joke he is. He's not particularly smart. He has very poor judgment. He's highly partisan and political. He's thin-skinned. And, of course, we want all those things in an FBI director, don't we? And you got to wonder, this guy was a United States attorney. He was deputy attorney general of the United States. He was a director of the FBI. How the hell does such a flawed individual, an egomaniacal narcissist like this, hold all these top positions? And how many people has he hurt? Has he screwed in these powerful positions? And you can see it's had a psychological effect on the man. Nobody's more in love with Jim Comey than Jim Comey. Have you noticed? If he leaks, it's virtuous. If he obstructs, it's virtuous. If he lies, it's virtuous. Now, anybody else does that, it's criminal. But for Jim Comey, it's virtuous. Now, there's a lot going on out here. The Inspector General referral to the United States Attorney's Office in the District of Columbia of McCabe, the former Deputy Director of the FBI. You ever think you'd hear of that? Comey, who will soon have to defend himself or be used as a potential witness in that matter? Comey, a report coming out in May by the same Inspector General regarding the Clinton email debacle. He's already pointing the finger at Loretta Lynch. Loretta Lynch is already issuing statements to protect herself. What's missing here, Mr. Producer? A special counsel. The more you see this, the more you have to ask yourselves, under what circumstances should there be a special counsel if not this one? Well, Mark, the inspector general has demonstrated that they can investigate themselves. No, he hasn't. So far, he's doing a good job. But he's having to refer these matters to others, like the U.S. attorney in Washington, D.C. And you know what the U.S. attorney in Washington, D.C. has to do as a matter of procedure, ladies and gentlemen? I know, because I used to work at that Justice Department. He's going to have to work with the criminal division of the Justice Department, specifically the Public Integrity Unit. So it's still under that umbrella. I'm not saying they won't do a good job. What I am saying, however, is that if this doesn't require special counsel, certainly nothing does. Meanwhile, the media keep chasing Trump. Trump had nothing to do with the Russians interfering with our election. That's on Obama. Where's Obama? I understand he's building a new pool. Did you read that, Mr. Producer? In his Washington neighborhood, at his $8 million home, he's building a new pool. All right, I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. 
former deputy director of the FBI lied under oath at least three times, lied another time, four times, referral made to the U.S. Attorney's Office in D.C. He reported to the FBI director, James Comey. He says James Comey authorized the leaks. James Comey denies it. James Comey himself being a leaker, having leaked memos, including apparently classified information, including to members of the Senate Judiciary Committee, to the New York Times, perhaps others, through a law professor in Columbia. But he denies authorizing the McCabe leaks, you see. He's on a book tour, very busy. Meanwhile... He's accusing Loretta Lynch of being the reason why he had to make his public speeches and a spectacle of himself regarding the Hillary Clinton investigation, which, of course, he personally obstructed months before drafting a memo with his uh, trusted lieutenants to clear Hillary before they even thought about talking to her or about a dozen or two other witnesses. He's pointing the finger at Loretta Lynch. At the same time, Loretta Lynch is pointing the finger at him, saying, in effect, No, Comey's a liar. Loretta Lynch, Comey, McCabe. I'll be right back. With a daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods But what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, that's BrickHouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. The Mark Levin Show, where the Reagan Coalition meets every day. Call now, 877-381-3811. Now, I bet you thought I was done. I'm not done. I'm not done. There's been a report now that Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein told President Trump last week that the president is not a target in the Michael Cohen investigation. The original report from Bloomberg said the Russia investigation, but I believe it's the Michael Cohen investigation. And that the investigation is focused solely on Cohen, the president's personal attorney, a source familiar with the probe, told Fox. Now we have that going on. But we also have a federal judge, the love judge, Kimba Wood, who ordered Cohen's attorney, as we talked about last night, to release Hannity's name, even though the U.S. attorney rules, and the federal judge knew that his name should remain concealed. Why? Because you don't throw around the names of innocent people when you're talking about search warrants, when you're talking about criminal behavior, when you're filing papers in a federal court, and when you're a federal judge, because you hurt innocent people. 
As a matter of fact, you can throw around an innocent person's name and the media can go out there and trash the hell out of them like they did with Hannity. But what CNN and the New York Times never said was that it was their lawyer who prodded the judge to do it. And the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Southern District sat there and never objected like they should have. And the judge, the love judge, went along with it. The the, uh, George Soros judge. But why go over that? The same territory we already addressed. But there's another thing that took place today. Want to hear more? I told you, stick with me. I can do this. I don't know many others who can. This from Politico. A federal judge, Josh Gerstein writes, raised doubts today about the scope of the order used to appoint special counsel Robert Mueller to probe alleged collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia. During a two and, and I warned you about this too. During a two and a half hour hearing in one of Mueller's criminal cases against former Trump campaign manager Paul Manafort, U.S. District Judge Amy Berman Jackson questioned whether Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, whether his directive appointing Mueller granted him more authority than Justice Department regulations appear to permit. Wow. Who brought this up months ago? Manafort's lead defense counsel, Kevin Downing, noted that the May 17 order appointing Mueller grants him authority to pursue the Trump-Russia probe, as well as other issues that may arise from that investigation. Downing said that was at odds with justices' rules, which say special counsel must be told of the specific factual matter in his or her mandate. That's a fair point, Judge Jackson said, adding later, I don't think that as good as he is that the deputy attorney general can see into the future. Now they go on. It's far from clear whether whatever doubts Jackson may have about the appointment order will actually benefit Manafort in the criminal cases. He's got five count indictment in Washington on charges of money laundering, failing to register as a foreign agent for Ukraine, an 18 count indictment in Virginia and so forth and so on. The Manafort's lawyers have argued that Rosenstein's May 17 order exceeded his authority under regulations adopted two decades ago to replace an expired and much-criticized independent counsel law. Manafort's defense also contends that Mueller has gone further than even Rosenstein authorized. Hmm. How do you like that? Let's hope this is a real judge. There aren't enough real judges anymore. There aren't enough real judges anymore. Let's hope this judge, regardless of her appointment, regardless of who appointed her, let's hope this judge does the right thing. Because obviously Mr. Rosenstein has not. Mr. Rosenstein is a disgrace. And the reason, and it was... was, It was very difficult for me to do this. The reason I said the Attorney General needed to step aside is because he needed to drag Rosenstein away from his conduct, usurping the power of the Attorney General of the United States, and the way he continued to expand the authority for McCabe, excuse me, for uh, Mueller. Now, while this is going on, guess what the Republicans are doing in the Senate? While Manafort is challenging the expanded authority, originally and subsequently, 
of the special counsel Mueller. Guess what the Republicans in the Senate are doing, Mr. Producer? Let us play Chuck Grassley. Cut to go. Some have raised the question of why the committee plans to proceed on the markup, especially after the majority leader said it wouldn't uh, reach uh, uh, reach the uh, wouldn't be brought up in the Senate. Uh, I uh, answered this question. I'll bet ten times. The press is always trying to put us between uh, me and the president or me and the majority leader. I don't care to be put in the middle of anything. I just plan on doing the work that this committee ought to do. And how do you get things done? You get it done by moving up a slow pace of through the various steps you go to get there. Um, uh, obviously, Thanks. the views of the majority leader are important to consider, but they do not govern what happens here in the Judiciary Committee. So he's going to bring up for a vote a bill to protect the special counsel from the would-be firing of the president of the United States. Now, the truth is Grassley has no idea of what's being argued in court. He has no idea why this is a serious issue. No idea. So... While a defendant is trying to defend himself in court, raising constitutional and statutory and regulatory issues against the special counsel, in will step the Republicans to protect the special counsel. And I've explained to you repeatedly that Congress doesn't have the power to protect the special counsel. Congress is an Article I creation. The president is an Article II creation. The special counsel serves under the President of the United States, distantly but nonetheless. He serves in the executive branch, not within Congress, not within the judiciary. The President has the power to fire subordinates. He has the power to fire inferior employees. Just to underscore this point, the only person who appointed Mr. Mueller, was the Deputy Attorney General of the United States. He's not even a presidential appointment. He's not even a confirmed appointment, which the president would have the power to fire anyway. And the president, I hope, would veto such nonsensical legislation. So while the very matter of the existence of the special counsel is called into question, with serious questions, and jumps... Marble Mouth, Chuck Grassley, and the other lightweights on the Senate Judiciary Committee stepping up and saying, we will protect Robert Mueller. We will protect him. Kind of an odd thing, don't you think, folks? Kind of an odd thing. Very odd, as a matter of fact. They say, let the president, Mr. President, let the thing play out. Let it play out then why don't they let it play out? Why are they jumping in? Why is the Senate anxious to jump in and protect Robert Mueller? Because, by God, Robert Mueller, what would the nation do without him? He's a, he's a heroic figure. Ask the people in Boston. Ask the families that saw their family members unlawfully imprisoned. Two of whom died. Mobsters nonetheless, but they weren't killers. And Mr. Mueller, in part responsible for it. 
Ask the family that had to deal with the anthrax matter in Washington, D.C., whose husband, father, had nothing to do with it, and yet he was tormented for years and years and years by Mr. Mueller. This is the man that your Republicans in the United States Senate want to protect. They are despicable. Absolutely despicable. Mr. Mueller doesn't deserve protection. But of course, even though the president has the constitutional power to fire him, the Republicans in the Senate are such cowards. No, no, no. We have to protect Mr. Mueller from the president. president's not even firing Mueller. It would be foolish from a political perspective, and impeachment is largely political, so it would be foolish for him to do that. Foolish. Plus, plus I smell the tide turning. That doesn't mean Mr. Mueller won't spew out the words obstruction of justice because he is, after all, in the impeachment business. That's the way he views himself. And it doesn't mean the Southern District of New York and the love judge won't turn on the President of the United States because they've already demonstrated in the Hannity case that they lack morals, at least in my humble opinion, love judge. But still, it's time to go on offense. This has gone on long enough. Mr. Mueller, Mr. Comey, Mr. McCabe, they've done significant damage to this country. They've done significant damage to this country. Dragging us through one spectacle after another. Where the nation should be focused on the enemies arrayed against us overseas. China and Russia. Iran and Syria. North Korea. While the president needs to be focused on securing our southern border to protect us from terrorists, criminals, drug runners, kidnappers. While the president of the United States needs to be focused on the economy. His attention has been drawn toward a phony issue. Russian interference in our election. It's a phony issue as far as he's concerned because he wasn't president of the United States. There wasn't a damn thing he could do about it. He's a candidate. He's a victim. Where's Barack Obama? Busy building the Great Wall of Obama in his home in the most expensive part of Washington, D.C. Busy ticking off a community in Chicago where he's busy building another Great Wall of Obama. A library. A library. Building a pool. He's very busy. And yet, Russian interference falls in his lap. And they don't discuss it on CNN. They don't discuss it on MSNBC. They don't discuss it at NBC, ABC, and CBS. Why? You know why. Because they're frauds, that's why. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
I've got more. We're going to have to wait to the next hour. There's more. And it's breaking. You know, it's been a big past few years for the social media elites. We're seeing these companies dealing with privacy and data issues, and we're just getting started. These tech giants are using the revenue they get from you to further their liberal agendas. Are you going to sit back, or are you going to finally say enough is enough and join the platform where conservative hosts are headed in droves? When we started Levin TV, we knew it was going to be a good show, a place where conservatives could ask the tough questions and find answers. What we didn't know was that it was going to start a revolution in conservative media. Every day, we're providing a platform for conservative voices that the liberal mainstream media won't allow on their networks. We're providing a home for free thought and the exchange of ideas. But that means we can't get lazy and allow liberal advertisers to fund it. Why don't you try us out for 30 days absolutely free and use promo code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N, to save $10 off an annual pass. Give us a call right now. Our folks are there, 844-LEVIN-TV, and we'll get you all set up. That's 844-L-E-V-I-N-T-V, 844-LEVIN-TV. And by the way, we have a wonderful guest on the Fox News Channel 10 p.m. Sunday show, Eastern Time and 7 p.m. Pacific, Dr. Peter Pry. Remember him, Rich? He is the number one expert in the country on this electric this electromagnetic attack that can hit this country. And you'll remember just the other week we talked about a story where the Russians were sending their hackers into our grid system, where the North Koreans have developed satellites to fly over the country, our country, for the purpose of potentially attacking our grid system and terrorists seeking to attack our grid system. So this is a very, very important program. I hope you'll check it out on the Fox News channel. Just write it down or, or bookmark it or get ready to tape it, record it. It's 10 p.m. this Sunday, Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific Time on Life, Liberty, and Levin. Also, in about two and a half hours, I will be on Hannity TV on Fox, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Talking about many of the issues you hear me discussing right now, as I understand it. But you won't want to miss it. That's 9.30 p.m. tonight, Eastern Time, 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time, as I say, right after this radio program. Let's take a few calls. There is some breaking news, but I don't have enough time to get to it. We'll get to it after the top of the hour. All right. Let's see here. Jim. South Amboy, New Jersey, the great WABC. Go. Mark, it's an honor to talk to you once again. Listen, Mark, I just want to give out uh, some insight as far as like a layman. Like, uh, you know, I'm originally from Brooklyn, so this is the way I see what's going on here. This is a win-win situation for the Republicans and the Democrats, because let's be honest, both parties don't want Donald Trump to be in office. So if the Russian thing came through and the Democrats pushed him out of office, the Republicans say that their hands are clean. If he loses the House to the Democrats, the Republicans say their hands are clean. What they're doing here is throwing so much against the wall. They're doing sort of like Harry Reid did with Mitt Romney. He said he never paid taxes for 10 years. It didn't matter. It came out later on that he paid his taxes. The damage was done, just like Harry Reid said. 
he didn't become president, did he? So when it all comes out that all of this has been nothing but a bunch of garbage, they'll be able to say, well, he was no longer president, right? We saved the world. You know, this is one giant opposition research campaign also, going through his lawyers' emails, his text messages. Who's better than them? They're going to have all whatever garbage that they could find to go against him in 2020 if he makes it past the 2018 uh, uh, November elections. Excellent points, Jim. I agree with every one of them. I agree with everyone. And by the way, Jim, uh, do you have faith in the love judge in uh, Manhattan here? I I could not, I was flabbergasted when you said about her being connected to George Soros. I called you one other time, Mark, and I told you that they're so entrenched. They're like termites. They have they spent eight years entrenching themselves so deep that it's 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 going to be almost impossible to get them out. They're weeded in so deep. Everything goes in front of a left judge, a left-leaning politician, a left-leaning DA, attorney general. I mean, it's just, where, where do we turn, Mark? Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> time will tell, my friend, but excellent call. I, want to, I appreciate that. We'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. President of the United States has brought Rudy Giuliani into his legal team, Giuliani says, for the limited purpose of negotiating an end to the Mueller investigation. Well, he'll be doing that for a long time. Because I don't see that Mueller hitting the brakes quickly. See, the way it's supposed to work, if you, even if you do appoint a special counsel, ladies and gentlemen, it's supposed to have a very narrow purpose. There's supposed to be Specific criminal statutes are tied to alleged conduct. None of that happened in this case. But even under this unconstitutionally uh, broad authority given to the special counsel, and why do I say it's unconstitutional? Because these are the powers that belong to the attorney general, and if he recuses himself, the deputy attorney general acting as the attorney general, you can't delegate so much power to somebody who's never even been confirmed by the Senate. Uh, In this case... Mr. Mueller, even when it comes to collusion with Russia or interference by the Russians, he's obviously gone far afield. He's obviously gone far afield. And uh, now it's being challenged by Manafort. Now, I've told you folks before, and I just want to reiterate this. I've never met Paul Manafort in my life. I've never talked to Paul Manafort, as far as I know, in my life. I've never talked to his lawyers, as far as I know, in my life. But I'll tell you what. I don't know if this man did what he's accused of. I I have very little trust in Mueller and his henchmen. But he's strong. And he's losing everything. He will be broke by the time this is over, if he's not already. 
And he's lost much of his freedom even before there's a trial. In terms of his ability to travel, he has to keep getting permission from a federal judge. And you know his family's going through hell, as is he. Then they keep piling on charge after charge after charge, having nothing to do with Russian interference in the election or collusion. And yet he won't buckle so far. He's standing up to it, and his lawyers are in federal court challenging the appointment of Mueller. And I told you that their challenge was not only legitimate, it was very, very strong. If they can get a judge who will be honest. I don't know if this judge, Jackson, I don't know if she's honest or not. But she's at least raised some questions. But we shall see. President of the United States, we hear, still considering talking to Mueller and his team of Democrat prosecutors. If he does, it's enormously foolish. Enormously foolish. Now, I want to get back to basics with you, okay? I hope you heard the first hour. But I want to get back to basics with you. It's all connected. There was a a memorandum written, extensive memorandum written, by the Office of Legal Counsel during a Democrat administration that looked at the issue of whether or not you can indict a sitting president. And for a host of reasons, they came to the conclusion that you cannot. Whether you agree with it or not, that was the official position of the United States Department of Justice. A Republican administration, a Republican Justice Department, the same office led by Republican-appointed officials, looked at the same issue. Can you indict a sitting president? And they analyzed it, too, and for a host of reasons, they concluded no. No, you can't. So it continues to be a very strange thing to me It continues to be a very strange thing to me when we're told or we hear that the President of the United States is not a target of a criminal investigation, but he's the subject of a criminal investigation. Once you've moved from subject, that is, we're investigating just to to target, we think that person's committed crimes and we're targeting that person. My question becomes... Well, then how can a president ever be a target of a criminal investigation if it is the official position of main justice? A position that would apply to all the United States attorney's offices and special counsel. That the Justice Department cannot indict a sitting president if that's their position. I don't happen to agree with it, by the way, but it doesn't matter what I think on that score. It matters what they have said. Now, has the Justice Department changed its position? Has it issued new guidance? No, it has not. No, it has not. Which makes so much of this perplexing, doesn't it? It makes so much of this perplexing. 
They take a counterintelligence investigation. They turn it into a criminal investigation without any criminal statutory basis. We keep hearing the president's not a target, so he should feel good. He's not a subject, but a subject he is, and he can be, a subject can move quickly to a target. And I'm the only one that keeps stepping up and saying, hey, wait a minute. The position of the United States Justice Department remains that you cannot indict a sitting president. And how does the Justice Department get around that if they haven't issued new guidance or a new constitutional opinion? from the Office of Legal Counsel. Has the Office of Legal Counsel been asked to issue a new opinion? No, it hasn't. Not to my knowledge. So we we exist in this non-reality, which has become a reality, that is created by these different forces, the media, Democrats in Congress, some Republicans in Congress, Leakers at the FBI, leakers at the Department of Justice. When the fundamental question is, if a president of the United States, sitting president of the United States cannot be indicted, then how can he ever be a target of a criminal investigation? Mr. Comey knows this. That's why they keep throwing around the phrase obstruction of justice. Because even if Mr. Comey doesn't pull the trigger and try and constitutionalize that which the Department of Justice has said is not constitutional, he knows he's laying the impeachment trap. That's why. Has anybody explained this to you? Except me? That these memoranda exist, these two memorandum exist? We dug this up, what, Mr. Producer? I dug it up, what, six months ago or so? Something like that, a while ago, and tried to make this point. I made it on radio, I made it on TV, I made it on Fox, I made it everywhere I could. Maybe I'll bring it up again on Hannity tonight. And so, the question is, if a president of the United States cannot be indicted, if that is the existing position of the Department of Justice, it was the position under a Democrat Justice Department and Republican Justice Department, then why is it that this president is being dragged through these hot coals? Why is it that the media keep asking him about subject and target and all the rest of it? Why is it that all these law professors, some who are emeritus, emeritus, some who are active, all these former judges, senior and junior judicial commentators, all these outside prosecutors, former prosecutors, current defense lawyers, why is it that not one damn one of them has raised what I keep raising? Which is the pesky little question. If you cannot indict a sitting president, how does he become a target of an investigation, period? I'll be right back. Mark
discovered a memorandum put out uh, on October 16, 2000 by the Clinton Justice Department before he left office. And the memorandum, which is 39 pages in length, was a memorandum opinion for the Attorney General of the United States from the Office of Legal Counsel, the office that makes constitutional determinations for the executive branch. And in this memorandum, the Office of Legal Counsel looked at the 1973 memorandum put out by its same office, but under a Republican president during the Nixon administration. So, the latest memorandum under Clinton, the earlier one under Nixon. And the title of the memorandum is A Sitting President's Amenability to Indictment and Criminal Prosecution. And the subtitle of the memorandum is The Indictment or Criminal Prosecution of a Sitting President Would Unconstitutionally Undermine the Capacity of the Executive Branch to perform its constitutionally assigned functions. And it goes into this in exquisite detail, as did the 1973 memorandum before it. And you may not agree with a single syllable in this memorandum. But it's still the official position of the United States Department of Justice unless it has changed its position and hasn't communicated that to anybody. Because this was on their website uh, today. Updated on July 9, 2014. I guess it was on their website in 2014. That's how I found it. I just looked it up during the break. So I think this is a question <laughs> that needs to be addressed, don't you? Now, I wish the backbenchers would pick up on this issue. You know, they're very annoying, this crowd. But I wish they would pick up on this issue. And by backbenchers, I don't just mean on radio. I mean on websites, on TV, and whatever. The backbenchers, who don't know anything independently, they just kind of pick and choose from the research of others, which is fine. But I'm wanting the backbenchers to pick up on this. I'm encouraging them to. So, you can't indict a sitting president. Says whom? Says the federal government. Now, is that Mr. Rod Rosenstein's position? As the Deputy Attorney General of the United States, the Acting Attorney General for the purposes of the appointment that Mr. Mueller? Is Mr. Mueller and his band of Democrat prosecutors going to comply with this memorandum? Is there a professor in America who appears on TV relentlessly, endlessly? Or a lawyer who appears on TV, other than moi, relentlessly and endlessly? Ever going to address this? Apparently not, since I brought it up in July of last year. July of last year. And so I will raise this question not only tonight, I will continue to raise this question until somebody answers it. Somebody answers it at the Department of Justice, 
Some reporter asks Mr. Rosenstein, I can't get near the guy. He wants nothing to do with me. Some reporter asks Chuck Grassley, Lindsey Graham. Any of these Republicans who are very quick to, we're going to protect Mr. Mueller. How about you protect the Constitution, you eggheads? You knuckleheads. Why don't you protect the Constitution? We're going to protect Mr. Mueller. In 1973, the Department of Justice concluded that the indictment or criminal prosecution of a sitting president would impermissibly undermine the capacity of the executive branch to perform its constitutionally assigned functions. This is written in 2000. We've been asked to summarize and review the analysis provided in support of that conclusion and to consider whether any subsequent developments in the law lead us today to reconsider and modify or disavow that determination. We believe that the conclusion reached by the Department of Justice in 1973 still represents the best interpretation of the Constitution. Wow. My goodness. I think what we should do, Mr. Producer, is I'll make a copy of this and send it to the Deputy Attorney General. Do you think that would work? I think he needs it. Maybe I'll even put it in Spanish so we can do the bilingual thing. I think I'll send it to Mr. Mueller, but maybe, you know, he'll seize my bank accounts. I don't know. Maybe he'll break into my house at 6 a.m. You never know. But this does raise an interesting question, does it not? Well, Mark, does that mean the president's above the law? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not drawing any opinions on this opinion. I am telling you that this is the opinion of the Department of Justice in 1973 and in 2000. And to the best of my knowledge, it's never, it's never been altered. And this was a memorandum opinion for the Attorney General of the United States. For a Republican Attorney General and for a Democrat Attorney General. I've seen nothing that modifies or alters it. I've seen nothing that rejects it. Nothing. In this memorandum, they write in 2000, we conclude that the determinations made by the department in 1973, both in the Office of Legal Counsel Memorandum and in the Solicitor General's brief, remain sound and that subsequent developments in the law validate both the analytical framework applied and the conclusions reached at the time. Hmm. Isn't that amazing? And we never have this discussion. I I raised it last July. I'm raising it again. We never have this discussion. Despite all the so-called brainiacs all over the place, they don't discuss it. And they go through a rather arduous analysis of the Constitution, the history of the Constitution, of the impeachment clause. They cite Alexander Hamilton. Among others, they look very, very deeply into this. And you had a Republican Justice Department and a Democrat Justice Department effectively reach the same conclusion. What say you, Mr. Rosenstein? What say you, Mr. Mueller? I'll be right back.
it's true that Mark Levin is the fastest growing radio show in America. The Mark Levin Show is on at 877-381-3811. Hillsdale College is educating millions of Americans on freedom in the Constitution, economics, history, and other areas through their free online courses. Many of you have taken one. They also teach congressional staff and other leaders constitutional principles at the Hillsdale Kirby Center in Washington, D.C. And I'm sure you've heard how Hillsdale's partnering with charter schools, too. And how every student on their main campus is required to study the Constitution, regardless of whether they major in music, chemistry, mathematics, English, or anything else. Hillsdale does all this as part of their mission to help all Americans pursue truth and defend liberty. To help Americans become better citizens and to preserve freedom. Now they're sending a copy of the Constitution and Declaration of Independence to every middle and high school uh, public uh, principal in America, along with an offer to provide free copies for every one of their students. Learn how you can help in this effort, and how you can get your own copy of Hillsdale's Pocket Constitution to keep or give away at levinforhillsdale.com. That's levinforhillsdale.com. L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Well, let us take a call. Don't forget, I'll be on Hannity tonight, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. You won't want to miss it. That I'm sure of. Tom, California, Sirius XM, go. I actually want to thank you because you're amazing. I think you are a gift from the founders, the framers, and the Constitution of the United States. Wow, and thank your you. Last call, your last caller stole my thunder because I think that Rosenstein told Trump that he wasn't the target of the investigation so that they could continue their opposition research mm-hmm. on Trump through the 2020 election. But... If you'll indulge me, I'd like to take this on a little bit of the lighter side. Go ahead. You in person, you signed a book for me, Rediscovering Americanism. And uh, Was this at the Reagan Library? Yes. Boy, do I love that place. Anyway, go right ahead. <laughs> Excuse me. And uh, I met Ronald Reagan in person. Boy. I was yeah. a, a member of Counterintelligence Investigation and uh, NRAS, the Nuclear Release Authentication System. I met him in person, so of all the Levinites out there, I think I've reduced myself to maybe the 1%, and I actually got called into a parent-teacher conference because of you and Mr. Wilkow. What happened? Um, my daughter's only eight. I have a I have an oldest daughter that graduated from Pepperdine, and she's in law school, mm-hmm. but she gets ridiculed constantly because she's conservative. So my daughter that's a junior in high school convinced her to apply to Hillsdale, and she Mm -hmm. got uh, accepted at Hillsdale. Wonderful. And my 8-year-old daughter, which was the parent-teacher conference that I got called in, an emergency parent-teacher conference, they were teaching them reading comprehension. And at 8 years old, they pick a story that's really remedial Mm -hmm. and let them read it and put it in their own words. Right. And so she read Robin Hood. Hurry up before I have to hit the break. Right. She hates Robin Hood because he's a socialist, because Mr. Yes. Levin and Mr. Wilkow, 
said that if you take money from the rich and redistribute it to the poor, mm-hmm. you're a socialist. And she doesn't think that any socialism has ever succeeded in the world anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I that was my parent-teacher conference, and I just started laughing because Good I'm for like, you. All right, brother. Well, I may be out there in another year or so. I've started a new book. You know what I'm calling it? Iacocca. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, uh, thank you, Tom. God bless you, man. And thank you for your service, too. Let's continue. David, Alexandria, Virginia, the great WMAL. Go. Hey, Mark. Hey, last week you talked about the uh, Holocaust Remembrance real quick. Uh, my daughter's a ninth grader at Fairfax County High School, and they are reading the book Night by Ely Wiesel. And you lamented the fact that people didn't, you know, weren't teaching that. Very so uh, it's hard to believe that they're doing something. That's right, one school. That's good. Yeah, uh, but I was in a uh, Alexandria courthouse, and they had the Bill of Rights on the wall, and the Fourth Amendment said uh, that a law officer had to swear before a judge what crime he wanted to investigate, how he was going to do it. Mm-hmm. And it just seems to me that the, you know, uh, Mueller and Manafort uh, kicking his door down, taking his records and his computers, and the lawyer of Trump violates the Fourth Amendment. I'm not a law scholar. I'm not a law student. Well, they did get a warrant. In a very simple hold on, thing. hold on. They did get a warrant. So technically, it doesn't violate it. Go ahead. But the fact that the law says you have to say, this is the crime that I'm investigating, and this is how I... Well, he did. In that case, they did say the crime that they're investigating. That's not the issue. The issue is the appointment in the first place. They told the judge what crime they're investigating. They got a warrant. You have to show probable cause and so forth. But the appointment of Mueller is the problem. Okay. What crime were they? was he investigating? What crime was he authorized to investigate? It just seems that Manafort got railroaded when they kicked his door down and took all his computers. They never kicked his door down, but came close. Okay. Look, I don't like it. It's way over the top. Right. It's way over the top. I agree with you. I'm the only one, I think, who keeps talking about this. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. Take care of yourself. But I do want us to get the facts straight. That's all. Kim! Arizona, Sirius XM, go. Yeah, Mark, uh, I think you're going to be the next one that's going to be asked to join the Trump cabinet. Yeah, I well, really i got to do my job. I've got contracts that I have to hold up, you know. Well, <laughs> you would be a great, great asset for him. Oh, I I'm sure that. I'd be confirmed very easily. I know the Hannity's going. I would like to see you next. You'd see me next where? On the Trump administration. Well, Hannity's not joining the Trump administration either. Well, he's got... Just just don't put me in charge of trade for the Trump administration. That's all. Okay. All right. I think you should should be right in there. Um, You have a lot of good... I should be right in there. I've never been invited to Mar-a-Lago. How can I be right in there? (laughs) (laughs) So... You know... I, my, my serious question is, okay, yes. we have the DOJ, Department of Justice, looking in, now this is the Republicans, looking in at Hillary Clinton 
and Comey, and there's a list that goes on, but there's one person that is missing from that. And that is Obama. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have Hillary, you know, on the Russian aspect, and then we have the money laundering. And them two are treasonous in themselves. Why, why aren't we doing something to them? All right, well, I don't know. What can I tell you, my brother? Work, man. All right, you take care of yourself. Let's go to Todd in North Dakota, XM Satellite. Go. Mark, it's an honor to talk to you, sir. I've been a longtime listener. Uh, my question is this, Mark. Are we stuck with this attorney general, this bum, that will do All nothing? right, all right. He's not a bum. Go ahead. Are we stuck with him? Well, what do you mean by that? The only person who can replace him is the president. Correct, but he's doing nothing. He doesn't prosecute anything. Well, the president hasn't replaced him. Well, why not? Well, why are you asking me? Well, there could be a little problem. Let's play this out. Todd, let's play this out. President fires Sessions. Let's even put the politics aside, what the reaction would be. He fires Sessions. Who then is the acting attorney general? Rosenstein. Is that what you want? Well, that's what we have right now. In in a limited, although too expansive, I agree with you, but still in a limited way. He'd be in charge of immigration. He'd be in charge of the prisons. He'd be in charge of everything. Is that what you want? Well, I mean, I Session is doing a good job on immigration. He's doing a hell of a job on immigration. He's doing a hell of a job on, uh, law, on the law enforcement side. He is. And we... We've got Comey free, Clinton free, Lynch free, Clapper free, and nothing done about any of it. I voted for Trump to clean this up, and I don't understand why he would have appointed... Because justice or injustice doesn't work this way, does it? All of a sudden, you want want people imprisoned? And how quickly can that happen? I expect an indictment. One. One. Who do you want indicted? Well, Hillary Clinton would be a good... Well, I agree with that. I agree with that. Once you trip her, the dominoes would fall. We can't get one more. You know, know, Todd, I explained the other day. Let me ask you if you agree with me. She should have been indicted. But the reason she wasn't indicted is because Comey was not only covering for her in the Democrat Party... But if she'd been indicted, what the hell would the Democrats do? They nominated somebody who was under criminal investigation. My view is that's their problem. They'll have to have another convention and figure it out. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, I, I all right, my cool. friend. I got a roll. I appreciate your call. I'll be right back. Mark in. Have you ever taken your car in for an oil change and your mechanic finds something wrong and surprise, you're hit with a huge repair bill? What happens when you're not covered by the manufacturer's warranty? Well, you're paying out of your own pocket to fix it, right? That's why I strongly recommend and encourage you to get extended vehicle protection from CarShield. If your car is 5,000 to 150,000 miles, CarShield can save you from paying for a high repair bills. Replacing your engine or even a simple sensor 
can cost thousands. You know, these parts are very expensive now. It's not like the old days. And when you're protected by CarShield, you can have your favorite mechanic or dealership fix your car. It's your choice. CarShield also provides 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed for free. Get covered by the ultimate in extended vehicle protection. Get CarShield. Call 800-CAR-6100 and mention Levin or visit carshield.com and use Levin and you'll save 10%. That's carshield.com or 800-CAR-6100. Use code Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and you'll save 10%. A deductible may apply. We have this service on our 2010 Camaro and I'm glad we do. More from that memorandum I was speaking of from October 16, 2000, about whether or not you can indict a sitting president. This was issued by the Department of Justice. Speaking of a criminal prosecution of presidents, they said the most important decisions in the process of criminal prosecution will lie in the hands of unaccountable grand and petit jurors, deliberating in secret, perhaps influenced by regional or other concerns, not shared by the general polity, guided by a prosecutor who is only indirectly accountable to the public. The framers considered who should possess the extraordinary power of deciding whether to initiate a proceeding that could remove the president, one of only two constitutional officers elected by the people as a whole, and placed that responsibility in the elected officials of Congress. It would be inconsistent with that carefully considered judgment to permit an elected grand an unelected rather grand jury and prosecutor effectively to remove a president by bringing criminal charges against him while he remains in office right professor dershowitz where are you professor turley where are you professor this one professor that one former prosecutor this one former prosecutor that one where are they 1973, the Department of Justice concluded that the indictment and criminal prosecution of a sitting president would unduly interfere with the ability of the executive branch to perform its constitutionally assigned duties and would thus violate the constitutional separation of powers. (coughs) No court has addressed this question directly, but the judicial precedents that bear on the continuing validity of our constitutional analysis are consistent both with the analytic approach taken and the conclusions reached. Our view, meaning the view of the Office of Legal Counsel, remains that a sitting president is constitutionally immune from indictment and and, uh, criminal prosecution. Clinton administration, upholding the position of the Nixon administration. 39 pages, a zillion footnotes. And there we are. Jake Tapper, former spokesman for Handgun Control, Inc. I hope he's listening. Don Lemon, former and current mental patient. Hope he's listening. Brian Stelter, little Pillsbury uh, fat boy there. Hope he's listening. The morning Schmo and Mrs. Schmo. I hope they're listening. Well, not really. Rachel Maddow, conspiracy nut. I hope she's listening. Andrea Mitchell. Ah, forget her. Anyway, 
backbenchers, I've done your research. Now run with it. Tom, Santa Monica, California, 870 The Answer, our great affiliate there. Go ahead. Yeah, Mark, uh, you brought a great point because you know who would have found it out of them? President Hillary Clinton. She would have, she, she needed to be president. And she would have, she would have grabbed You mean, you mean to protect her? To protect her, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, that's why she had to be president, Mark. It was, it was no choice of hers. But, you know, she would have found it. Now, it's what's good, you know, what's good for the goose is not good for the gander because we can Apparently. see that, you know, uh, you know, us guys on, on the right here, you know, why is that not being brought up? I'm sorry, are you calling her a gander? Uh, How dare you, sir? Yeah. All right, thank you for your call. Let's continue. Scott, Staten Island, New York, the great WABC. Go. Mark, big fan of yours. Thank and- you. Before I say anything, I got uh, I ordered one of your cups. Fantastic! From uh, CRTV. Yes, Thank I you. did. Uh, Mark, uh, with these, it, elect- does, it doesn't leak or anything, does it? No, but I tell you, it is, and, and the etching is fantastic, and uh, I love it. So, thank you very much. So, you get to look at my face every morning when you're getting coffee. Congratulations! <laughs> yes, I do, and I look at the king. <laughs> there you go, baby. Uh, sir, um, the eleven congressmen uh, that. Um, that want to try to do something now with uh, with this um, with Comey and Clinton and the rest of them and Lynch uh, and, uh, and the Lynch. McCabe yeah. right um, why is there only eleven why can't there be a damn good question <laughs> right I mean it seems to me uh, and everybody else that are on our side uh, that our fellow Republicans are. Not doing anything to help. Uh, nah. They seem to be in the swamp themselves. And I'm not so sure, sir, about um, Mr. Sessions. Uh, I mean, I, I really, I'm just being honest with you. I'm not mm, too sure can. about him. Um, I don't know if he's part of them, part of the swamp, I mean. I, I, I just don't know because I'm not seeing him get much uh, much done. As you said, mm-hmm. with immigration, you know, he is doing a very well job with that. Um um, but uh, he's not really... I understand your point. A lot of people are upset with him. I got it, Scott. All right, my brother. See you in a few minutes. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. I think I made a mistake. I'm going to be on Hannity on the Fox News Channel, I've told you. At 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. That means he'll have 30 minutes before me, right? And I'll have all kinds of guests on there. Some of whom are lawyers. I hope they're not listening to this program right now. Or honestly, the last hour. You know, Sean, they'll say, you know... uh, I've been thinking about this. I don't know that a president can be indicted. That's typically what I have to deal with. We'll keep an eye out for that, right, Mr. Producer? 
Hopefully it won't happen, because I'm armed for bear. But we'll see. Now, Andrew Cuomo is the governor of New York, but he's more than that. He's always one step ahead of the prosecutor. He's very unethical administration. And uh, he either has a speech impediment or he's a complete moron. I think the latter. He's the sibling, a.k.a. the brother, of Chris Cuomo at CNN. And I thought I would tell you that because Chris Cuomo doesn't announce that often enough. Chris Cuomo is a Democrat. He's from a Democrat family. His father was Mario Cuomo. His brother is Andrew Cuomo. Hence, he gets a primetime spot on CNN. That's a condition of getting the job. And he's very proud of himself, ladies and gentlemen, because like most Democrats, he's tyrannical. He's tyrannical. The legislature in New York prevented a uh, bill that would have gone through conferring voting rights on felons. See, the Democrats have a whole bunch of ideas on how to win elections, even in one-party states. And that is, let's get illegal aliens legalized, and then let's get them citizenship as damn fast as we possibly can. And while we're at it, chain migration. The way that we win elections, they think, is to change the voter. Just change the voter. And they're very proud of this. They're very proud of this. I don't say this, they do. They're very proud of this. I remember Obama and Biden used to say, you know what, by 2044, Caucasians will be the minority. And I thought to myself, wow. Is that what the immigration laws are all about? Who are the racists here? Who are the race baiters here? That's not what immigration is supposed to be about. Is it? So they figure, because they stereotype minorities, and they're the real bigots, that they can win election after election by changing the demographics and changing the voter. But that's not enough. In many states, once you've committed a felony, you cannot vote. And by the way, you ex-felons, please don't call. I'm not in the mood. So they're, they're trying to ensure that state after state that ex-felons can vote, because after all, you see, they've done their time. But ladies and gentlemen, their time (laughs) includes not voting. (coughs) Excuse me. And a lot of these states, of course, have strict gun control measures, so even if you're not an ex-felon or an ex-anything, they don't want you to possess a gun or anything or or ammunition that, that can make a difference in a situation where you're trying to defend your family and so forth. But anyway... So the New York legislature said, no, no, we don't, we don't want ex-felons voting. But Cuomo said, but I do. And I'm the governor. And I insist on it. So what I'll do, you see, is I will issue an executive order that allows parolees to vote. If you're on parole, you can vote. Oh. And by the way, now we have some counties in the country... And we have a city called Washington, D.C., where they want people to vote who are 16 years old. 16 years old. Barely finishing puberty. Well. 
Anything for power, ladies and gentlemen, that's where they're coming from. Anything for power. When they win elections, they claim a mandate. When they lose elections, they claim the election is null and void. And then they go to the courts and they go to the bureaucracy to advance their agenda. In other words, they never lose, election or no election. That's the totalitarian mindset of the progressive left. And here's Andrew Cuomo. Cut six, go. In this state, when you're released from prison and you're on parole, you still don't have the right to vote. Now, how can that be? You did your time, you paid your debt, you're released. Does he have a... Hey, 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 how can that be? Now, by the way, he's giving this speech at the National Action Network. So you see what I mean? Who are the real bigots around here? So he's stereotyping the audience, which I assume is a mostly African-American audience. It's Sharpton's group. And who the hell would speak at Sharpton's group? What about Sharpton? All right, forget it. The guy's been mainstreamed. He's on MSLSD. Go ahead. Still don't have a right to vote. At the same time, we're saying we want you part of society. We want you to get back into the community. I proposed a piece of legislation, General Holder, this past year that said... That means the idiot uh, Eric Holder must be in the audience. Sitting right next to him, I'm told. Go ahead. Police should have the right to vote. The Republican Senate voted down that piece of legislation, which is another reason why we need a new legislature this November. Yes, need a new uh, legislature this November so we can ensure that parolees can vote. Yes! I want to see that bumper sticker. Go ahead. But I'm unwilling to take no for an answer. I'm going to make it law by executive order, and I announce that here today. Wow, he's cool. Isn't he cool? Like any two-bit third, deal, third world banana republic dictator. The legislature didn't do what I wanted, so I'll do it anyway. Just like Obama. Hey! No special counsel there. Hey! No impeachment there. No, because it's the left-wing kook agenda. And no matter how you get there, you're applauded. You're applauded. Cut seven, go. New York is the most progressive state in the United States of America. Wow, how cool. Most progressive state in the United States of America. He's wrong about that, by the way. It's California. See, the closer you get to one-party control, massive taxes, push businesses out of your state, push taxpayers out of your state, abuse citizens in your state, that is a progressive state. Now, New York's close. California's number one. New York's number two. Illinois, I would say, is number three. Then you have New Jersey. You know, the whole list. Go ahead. And New York doesn't just say that. Working with NAN, first state to have a $15 minimum wage, paid family leave. Oh, my God. How do you listen to this guy, New York? How do you listen to this guy? You know... Birds are dying. They're falling off telephone lines all over the place when you hear this guy. There they go. Go ahead. Only state to have a special prosecutor for police killings. Closed more prisons. Wait, 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 wait. Police killings? 
Uh, is, is this guy running for uh, de Blasio's position, de Camio? Go ahead. In any administration in history, more alternatives to incarceration. That's New York working with Nan. Thank you for making it possible. Ay, ay, ay. If you ever thought about leaving New York, now's the time. No offense. If you're a liberal Democrat, stay there. That's your, that's your utopia. This guy. This low IQ governor. Hey. $15 minimum wage. Paid family leave. Special prosecutor for those cops who kill people, you know. We've closed more prisons than any administration in history. More alternatives to incarceration. Yeah. Parolees can vote. Yeah. How about small businesses? You didn't say a damn thing. How about citizens who've never been to prison? You didn't say a damn thing. How about the taxpayers of your state? You didn't say a damn thing, you jerk. You jerk. Cut eight. Go. Now, 50 years later, I'm sure if Dr. King were with us today, he would lament what happened in this federal administration and how extreme and conservative they are. Extreme because they won't compromise. Oh, this guy just issues a, a fiat on voting. Hey, they won't compromise. And if they don't agree with me, I'll do it anyway. I wonder what... And by the way, you know how these leftist kooks, they always claim to speak for Dr. Martin Luther King. Go ahead. Extreme, because not only do they believe what they believe, but they want to take what they believe and impose it on you. What are you talking about, you absolute idiot? You idiot. What are you talking... We want to impose what on whom? We want to be left the hell alone by the likes of you. And your idiot brother on CNN. Go ahead. And that's not just anti-democratic. That is anti-American, my friend. Oh, we're anti-American. Because we don't accept the radical kook progressive agenda. We're anti-American. Go ahead. And this administration... I mean, even Sharpton's audience is barely applauding like... The hell is this guy? Get him the hell off the stage, will you? Sounds like an idiot. I can hear now. Yeah, get get him out of here. Go ahead. The values Dr. King spoke about. It's anti-immigrant. It's anti-woman. Anti-gun safety. Yeah, that's us. Anti-immigrant. Anti-woman. Anti-gun safety. How'd you figure us out, Andy? You figured us out. We hate women. You love women. You, the Cuomos and the Kennedys, you love women. And of course, we're anti-immigrant because we want to secure the border and follow the immigration laws. So therefore, we're anti-immigrant. Understand? And of course, we're anti-everything. Go ahead. Anti-environment, anti-inclusion. It is anti-everything. No, shut up, you idiot. I'm anti-you, you moron, and your whole family. Like that stupid little brother of yours on CNN. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. <laughs> Looks like Rand Paul, chip off the old uh, block, uh, block uh, Ron Paul, 
uh, will try and stop Pompeo. Absolutely disgraceful. Disgraceful. But there's a few Democrats who may vote for him. Pompeo would be a terrific Secretary of State. I can't think of any better, can you? Rand Paul is a code pink Republican. That's what he is. By the way, uh, in furtherance of my point, uh, with respect to um, can you indict a sitting president and the memoranda that are out there from the Justice Department, the official memoranda, uh, the uh, Justice Department's regulations that cover Mr. Mueller, the special counsel, require him to follow the department's, quote, rules, regulations, procedures, practices, and policies, quote, unquote. Did you know that, Mr. Producer? So he is required to follow the Department of Justice's rules, regulations, procedures, practices, and policies. So if he seeks to indict a sitting president, Donald Trump, then he has violated department policies. And he's conducted himself in an unconstitutional method, a constitutional way. Just thought I would remind you of these things. Let's take a call, shall we? Yes, we shall. Let's see if I can pull up my call screen. There it is. The connection's been screwed up. It's just, what the hell's going on around here? Got new equipment, got new everything. Well, you're going to have to give it to me, Mr. Producer. Pick, pick. Well, here it is. Hold on, everybody. Hold on. Hold on. Yellow. Krista, Folsom, Louisiana on the Mark Levin app. Go. Hi, Mark. Um, You are such an inspiration to me. I love listening to you every night and could not help but call this this evening. Um, I wanted to ask a question. I was wondering if you thought it would be possible listening to what Rosenstein said about Trump not being a focus on the Cohen investigation. If you think they sent this out to the Southern District because they've been listening to people and because of what Manafort's attorneys did with um, Mueller and Rosenstein overstepping their bounds in this investigation, if that's a possibility, why they would have sent it out. It may be a possibility, but I don't trust Rosenstein either because they got their hands on all kinds of stuff. And who knows what they'll try to do to the president of the United States. Yeah, I absolutely don't trust him whatsoever. I was just wondering if that w- if that is You could be right. Possibility. It is a possibility. And remember, the new Department of Justice uh, motto is where Stormy Daniels goes, we go. <laughs> All right, Krista. God bless you, my friend. Thank you for your call. Jacob, San Jose, California, the great KSFO. Go. Hey, Mark, it's great to talk to you. Thank you. Um, I've heard a lot of, you know, anger at the judge, Kimball Woods, for saying... Excuse me? Excuse me. The love judge. The, I'm sorry. The love judge. Um, but I don't really hear much anger at Cohen's lawyer for saying, no, I have privilege. The client has privilege, and I'm not... Well, once a judge it. orders you, you can't say anything else. you got to give it up. What he did do, uh, Cohen's lawyer, properly, is said, I will give up the client's name under seal, which is exactly what he should have said. The government's lawyer said we accept, should have said under their own practices 
and guidelines. We accept that. Uh, but the government lawyers didn't step up and say that because they wanted Hannity's name out. Moreover, CNN and the New York Times wanted Hannity's name out, or whomever it was, turns out to be Hannity, and they've, uh, they've had their depends moment now for two days on this. And people are pointing out the absolute hypocrisy. They're pointing out that the president's lawyer, this guy Rob Barnett, I believe his name is, uh, has been lawyers to numerous uh, journalists all throughout the city. It's a disgusting hypocrisy on the left. They know it. Uh, they do not reveal their connections. They do not reveal to whom they've spoken. They, they pretend that they don't have these political biases. They have all these things. And yet when somebody is, uh, is wrongly uh, revealed in violation of U.S. attorney regulations and rules, and you have a dim-witted love judge who should have known better, but she's brilliant, you know. Oh, absolutely brilliant. Uh, they're very excited over there. Thank you for your call, Jacob. I shall return. Mark then the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. You know, my friends at CT Shirts asked if I knew why they sell far more shirts to my listeners than on any other program in America. Is it because you see me wearing CT shirts on my TV show? Or that I share how CT shirts are the finest dress and business casual shirts I own? That they look great tucked or untucked and under a sport coat? I'm guessing you purchase CT shirts because they're the best, right? They're British styled from exceptionally smooth, non-iron cotton, and they come in your choice of colors, collar styles, sleeve lengths, and cuffs. Now, I got you a great deal. So now's the time to try CT shirts for the first time, if you haven't yet. Or better yet, add three more CT shirts to your collection if you already have some. One CT shirt normally costs 100 bucks, But right now, you'll get three. Three shirts for just $99. That's 60% off. Plus free delivery. And a six-month quality guarantee. And free returns. Hello? Hello? It is a great shirt. And look at this. 60% off. Free delivery. Six-month quality guarantee. And free returns. 99 bucks gets you three amazing CT shirts. Here's what you do. Go to ctshirts.com slash Levin. It's that simple. ctshirts.com slash L-E-V-I-N. That's ctshirts.com. Slash Levin. One of my favorite members of Congress, and I don't have many, is a gentleman by the name of Ron DeSantis. He served in the military. He's a graduate of a top uh, a university. And not only that, he has stuck to his principles as a member of the House of Representatives, and he's been a leader. And he's decided he wants the Republican nomination to run for governor of Florida. And I think he'd be an unbelievable governor of Florida. But there's some special interests um, who don't think he'd be a great governor of Florida because he might stop this subsidy and crony capitalism and these other things that go on. And so he's being smeared and slammed by this group that's been set up to distort his record. Ron DeSantis, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. Great one. How are you? I'm doing very, very well. So... 
hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in attack ads against you, against you by a group that's been set up, uh, money funneled into this group. What do you know about this? Well, this is a group that's set up by uh, basically people that don't want to see me as governor because they want a governor who will do their bidding. And they know that I stand up for taxpayers and try to do what's right for my constituents. And so the thing is, though, about it, Mark, is, you know, you know, the old saying, if you have the law on your side, argue the law. If you have the facts on your side, argue the facts. If you have nothing, then you just hammer the table. Well, this is the political equivalent of hammering the table, because what they're doing is is putting things out that are objectively false, that no reasonable person uh, would would agree with. Um, and so I appreciate you giving me a chance to come out and let people know that, that what they're hearing is just a ridiculous uh, distortion of a very good conservative record. But what are they saying about you? I mean, you, you're running against a guy by the name of Putman. He's been on this show in the past. He's backed by the sugar interests, I believe, in Florida, among others. You've got some uh, very sleazy players down there who are doing sleazy things. Are they distorting your record in Congress? Are they saying that you'll do things that you wouldn't do? It's mostly this. So what they do, they have one thing that they're basically lying about. They say DeSantis voted to give food stamps to illegal aliens, which is totally false. But the interesting thing is the vote that they cite to justify the lie was the farm bill from 2014, which was a trillion dollar boondoggle which not only had massive farm subsidies, it, had, it locked in Obama's food stamp policies. And so the only conservative vote was to vote no. It had nothing to do with giving or taking anything from the illegal aliens. They're not eligible for food stamps anyways. And the people that joined me in voting no on that boondoggle were people like our future Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, when he was in the Congress, Mick Mulvaney, who's the budget director, uh, Trey Gowdy, Jim Jordan, founder of the Freedom Caucus. So almost every conservative in the Congress voted the way I did. There is no way that all those conservatives were interested in giving benefits to illegals. Furthermore, I have a record that is crystal clear. I opposed the Gang of Eight amnesty in 2013. I've opposed Obama's executive amnesties. I voted to defund them, and I've never voted to give any benefit uh, to any illegal alien. Hell, I didn't even want to give the food stamps to most of the Americans who were getting because I think you actually should have a work requirement before you're staying on food stamps infinitum. You're backed by Tea Party activists. You're backed by Donald Trump, who said that you would be a great governor of Florida. You're up against the Republican establishment in, in many areas. Uh, you're also up against some of these, uh, you know, these, these crony capitalists. Uh, you don't vote to subsidize sugar, do you? No, I don't, I don't vote for any subsidies. I mean, Mark, you know, as a free market guy— Having privatized gains and socialized losses, that is not free market. That's not capitalism. That's cronyism. Um, and so that's wrong. And that's a real point of separation between me and, and Putnam. You know, Putnam voted for the, uh, the Wall Street bailout, $700 billion to bail out the Wall Street banks in 2008. He even voted for Obama's cash for clunkers, if you can believe that. So you have a huge gulf between a guy like me, who's going to be a true limited government, pro-market governor, uh, versus somebody who's basically going to be the do- doing the bidding of the special interests. 
Do you think Putman's one of these guys, you know, they get elected, they say one thing and then they do another. Do you think he's one of these guys who would flirt with putting an income tax in Florida? Has he said anything about that? Now, he has not said that, but what I would say is that if the U.S. Sugar Corp tells him to do something, I think he's probably going to do it. I mean, that's just been the history, you know, of his career. So I don't know where they are on that issue in particular, uh, but he's been very responsive uh, to the, the, the really powerful interests in Tallahassee. And he is the commissioner of, uh, what is he? He's your agriculture commissioner. Is that what you have down there? That's correct. So uh, no wonder the sugar uh, barons and he apparently are, are quite tight. And as governor, I think that could be disastrous. Um, is he the major competition, do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that we basically have two credible candidates. And the fact that I'm getting attacked, Mark, is really a sign of strength because they see me coming on strong. I mean, he thought he had this in the bag. You know, you come out. I got guys like you backing me. I got your friend Sean Hannity, obviously President Trump. You know, really excited to have his support. And I w- and I'm shooting up. And so they need to try to do this because I think they realize that the contrast uh, between me and him is something that Republican voters, you know, when they see that, they're going to want to vote for me. So uh, they even point out here in Politico, the sugar industry has long been Putnam donors in this election cycle alone. U.S. Sugar has given $300,000 to a Putnam-aligned political group. I mean, no, no, nobody who wants to be governor of a state should be in the back pocket of a, uh, of a business like this, do you think? No, exactly. And, and that really understates the level of support because Florida, what these guys do is they move money around in a lot of these uh, C4s. So by the time it gets to him, uh, a lot of it isn't even necessarily attributed uh, to, to any of those interests. Uh, so that is just the bare minimum that Politico reported. In point of fact, if you trace all the money back, it would be much, much more. You're talking millions and millions of dollars. Now, I must confess, I have a home in Florida. I want a conservative as governor. I want somebody who's not in the back pocket of anybody. I've come to know you. I, I know what a straight shooter you are. You've got a large Jewish population in Florida. And I came to one of your hearings, <clears throat> and at that hearing that you were chairing, uh, you were pushing for recognizing um, Jerusalem as the capital of Israel and moving our embassy there even before the president did it. Tell me, what has Putnam's activities been in this regard, if any? None, none that I'm aware of. And, and, Mark, you'll be happy to know that because of my leadership in the Congress, I've been invited by Ambassador David Friedman uh, to attend and participate in the ribbon-cutting of our embassy on May 14th in Jerusalem. So I will be there. And, and that's the type of thing, you know, a lot of times we bang our heads against the wall in the Congress because it's such a frustrating place to work with the swamp and, and the leadership not, not standing by principle. But that is one example of doing something or playing a small role in something that is historic, internationally historic, thousands of years of history there. Um, and that's going to be a, a great, great moment for our country and for Israel. And you've been leading this fight to hold Comey and McCabe and Hillary Clinton and Loretta Lynch and so forth accountable to the law. As a matter of fact, you led the effort in a recent letter. A dozen or so of you um, sent a letter, a, a criminal referral to the Justice Department covering these folks, didn't you? That's right. And, and we're happy that the OI Office of Inspector General followed our lead today and they finally referred McCabe 
uh, for uh, false statement prosecution. Here's the thing, Mark. You know, Michael Flynn, they went over and interviewed him, and, and they found one inconsistency or one, one part of his test, and, man, Mueller just nailed him to the wall. Well, how can you have somebody like Comey testify before Congress saying, oh, I didn't make the decision to exonerate Hillary till after I interviewed her? Then we get documents six months, eight months later. It turns out he wrote the memo exonerating her two months before he interviewed her and before he interviewed a lot of other witnesses. You know, you have Comey talking about, oh, I didn't know where the dossier was funded. Now we know they all knew that it was funded by Hillary. So how can you be in a position where you're in a high position in the FBI? You'll string somebody up if they lie to an FBI agent, but somehow you can lack candor before the Congress and nothing happens. There's something wrong with that picture. You're up against a number of uh, Republican establishment types. You're up against Big Sugar, which is very, very powerful in Florida and owns most of the politicians down there. You're up against some very sleazy campaign operatives down there, and there are a number of them in Florida. I happen to know that as a matter of fact. You're up against this guy Putnam, who has name recognition and thought he was going to have a cakewalk. Um, When is this Republican primary? The primary is at the end of August. We got a late summer primary. So for those who are out and about during the summer, make sure you get your absentee ballot. Um, and we have early voting, and you got to make your voice heard. This is an important one. If we can win uh, this election, I'll have on the first day of my governorship, I'll be able to replace three liberal state Supreme Court justices on the first day. Uh, that will transform our state Supreme Court into a constitutional court rather than a judicial activist super legislature, um, and we can really uh, reestablish the rule of law in our court system in Florida, and it's very, very critical that we do that. If people want to learn more about your campaign and get involved, where do they go? RonDeSantis.com, RonDeSantis.com. We'd love your support, and uh, it'll be very meaningful. Ron, D-E-S-A-N-T-I-S, DeSantis.com. Mr. Putman wants to come on. More than happy to have him. All right, Ron DeSantis, I wish you all the best. As you know, I've endorsed you, and I, I hope that doesn't get you in trouble down there. So God bless you. God bless, Mark. Thank you so much. All right, take care of yourself. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. the Justice Department just released redacted Comey memos to uh, committees of Congress. So they will be available soon to you and me. I do not have them. I'm looking for them. Mr. Producer is looking for them. Uh, But as of right now, uh, we know they have been released to members of Congress. They have been redacted. Now, two things to keep in mind. These are self-serving. So if these memos are helpful to Trump, any of them. Remember, Comey wrote them to be harmful to Trump and to be helpful to him. So just keep that in mind. Uh, and if, on the other hand, they are attacking Trump, again, remember, they're intended to be self-serving. You know, have food stocks on hand or wait, days, even weeks, for help to arrive. Those are the two realities many will experience during this year's hurricane and wildlife seasons. Either have food stocks on hand or wait. If something unexpected strikes, like an earthquake or a power grid attack, many more could get caught in the fray. Wouldn't you prefer the reality 
Were you prepared while things were calm? Do so by securing food storage today. My Patriot Supply has a great food kit to get you started, just as they've helped millions for over a decade now. And I use them too. This week, get their four-week emergency food supply for only $99. Plus, it's shipped for free and discreetly to your door. Take action. 800-294-2325. Or use this special website, preparewithmark.com. This food lasts 25 years in storage, and it's really good. It's your responsibility to make sure every family member has one, don't you think? It's only 99 bucks. 99 bucks. 800-294-2325 or preparewithmark.com. 800-294-2325 or preparewithmark.com. A four-week emergency food supply. So we don't have the details yet of these Comey memos. You've got individuals on Capitol Hill trying to get their hands on them as fast as they can. Don't forget, I will be on Hannity. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I will be on Hannity at about nine thirty p.m. Eastern, uh, six thirty p.m. Pacific. Even though I have cholera, no, I'm kidding. I don't have cholera, and I'm sure this will come up among other things. So I think it'll be very compelling. Joe, Tyler, Texas, the great KTTB. Go. Yes, Mark. Hey, go back to your memory when Mitch. Mitt Romney lost the election. Didn't they go after his campaign manager and bankrupt him? I think they dropped him like two million subpoenaed papers, and his attorneys couldn't process them. They actually threw him into bankruptcy. I don't recall. Is that what happened? I, I believe so. I think they're using the same process on uh, the Trump campaign. They're going after him one by one. I honestly don't remember. I, I, if you would look into that, I think that I, I'm... Well, all I would do is Google. Anyone can Google it. Yeah. I, All right, I, Joe. Appreciate it. Dennis, Stockton, California, the great KSFO. Go. Yeah, Mark. Everybody's talking <clears throat> about Sessions and Sessions and, you know, why isn't he doing enough? I, I'm wondering, is, is Mike Pence, uh, is he the President Trump uh, vice president uh or not. I mean, it, to me, it seems like all this stuff going on in Congress saying they want to pass all this to to, to protect uh, uh, this prosecutor and everything. And, and, and well, he, well, what do you want Mike Pence to do? Well, they, they everybody said he was a great president. Well, what do you want him to do? He's you the know, vice president. On the carpet. I mean, when, when to they do what? this crazy stuff in, in Congress. And, you know, well, he, he can call him on the carpet all he wants. He has no power other than a, uh, to vote if the uh, Senate is tied. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, you know, the, the shenanigans that they're pull, trying to pull in there, all this is to slow down Trump's agenda. It's all Are you suggesting that Pence hasn't been loyal to Trump? Well, no, he hasn't. I mean, and, you know. Nah, you're, 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 you get out of here. I mean, what are we going to do? Shoot everybody on deck? So ridiculous. So now Pence we need to take out. Is that it? Doing exactly what the left wants us to do. Why in the world would you attack Pence? What does he have to do with any of this? He's obviously been an extraordinarily loyal vice president. Hey, hey, what's Pence doing? Well, what do you want him to do? Look at the powers of the vice president. Well, I want him to speak out. He does speak out. So now we're supposed to trash Pence? No, I don't think so. 
Trash the people who deserve to be trashed. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. I'll see you literally in 30 minutes on Fox. And I'll see you tomorrow. Check out Levin TV. It's a really good one tonight. Really good one. God bless. Be well. Be well.